Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. Okay, so you gave us four kind of pillars to a marriage that is thriving. And the first one you said is extravagant love. Let's unpack these one at a time. Yeah, let me just say at, at the outset here, this is this is in a book that I've just written called Build a Stronger Marriage that is designed for there are 17 short chapters in this book. And and my idea is that a husband and wife can get the book and go out on a date night and read three or four pages. And there are some questions at the end and you can start to uh, to self-diagnose and do some healthy work in your marriage. And so I, yeah. I talk about these these four characteristics and, and the characteristic of extravagant love is is really where we are committed to putting the other person's good ahead of our own our own needs our own goals i'm committed to you doing well and when we talk about extravagant love we're not talking about an emotion we're talking about a demonstration jesus said greater love has no one than this he lays down his life for his friend we are regularly laying down our lives our preferences for for each other and we are demonstrating our commitment to one another uh, yeah. w- with faithfulness. And we were really helped by the, in in this by Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. Yeah. Because I, I found early on that I was trying to express love to Marianne in a foreign language. I was trying <laughs> to express it through how I like to receive love. I yeah. was I was using words of affirmation and physical touch, and she was going, "Where are the acts of service that mm-hmm. I'm looking for? Right? Where's the quality time that I want?" Yeah. And so uh, understanding each other's love language can be helpful as we seek to express extravagant love toward one another. Yeah. Yeah. I love that book. That's probably um, the first book I would ever recommend to any married couple. I read that when we were first married and um, and it has been instrumental in our marriage as well. Well, I'll say too, I wrote, I wrote a book called Love Like You Mean It, where I took 1 Corinthians 13 and went verse by verse or character quality by character quality and said, okay. in a marriage, what does it look like for love to be kind, for love to be patient, for love not to be self-seeking and not keep a record of wrongs, all of the things it talks about there. So if we want to know what extravagant love looks like, 1 Corinthians 13 gives us a, a great picture, and I unpack that in the book Love Like You Mean It. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I remember years ago, someone telling me to take first Corinthians 13 and put your name in front of love. You know, Yvette yeah. is patient. Yvette is kind. Yvette is, um, you know, yeah, we don't get very far before we go, forgive. whoops. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it's true. I mean, once we look at ourselves and realize, okay, maybe I'm not loving like I should, um, but you take first Corinthians 13 and you take the five love languages, you figure out what your spouse's love language is. And it can literally change your whole world. You exactly. know, it, it can really change a marriage. So, okay. So the first one is extravagant love. Next one you said is generous with forgiveness. Generous forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. And and this is where, the, you know, um, James says, let's be quick to listen, mm-hmm. um, slow to speak and slow to anger. Mm-hmm. And Ephesians 4 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Um, Christians are called to be uh, great forgivers. Billy Graham's wife, Ruth Graham, said, uh, a good marriage is the union of two great forgivers. 
we're going to offend one another. We're going to sin against one another in a marriage relationship. And when that happens, we have to decide when we've been sinned against, do I just let that go? Sometimes Mm -hmm. you do. Sometimes you just overlook a transgression. You pour grace on top of it and just let it go. Other times it's, it's profound enough that you go, no, I'm going to have to confront that. And you go to your spouse and say, I believe you've wronged me. And there's a pattern for this, by the way, in Galatians chapter six, where it says, if you see a brother who is caught in a sin, so if your spouse is in a pattern, an habitual pattern of sinning and it's, and you're on the other side of that and you're being, you're being affected by that, you who are spiritual, which means you're going in with the right spiritual mindset. You're going in, having prayed about this, having studied the Bible about this, you're going in with a humble heart. You who are spiritual, go to restore the other person. So you're going not to attack, not to blame, not to get your pound of flesh. You're going to try to see your person, your, your spouse who is struggling with a sin, get free from that. Yeah. You go and restore that person with a spirit of meekness. So that means when we're having this conversation, I have to have a spirit of meekness in the conversation. And then you have to be on guard that you too don't get tempted and get sideways on things. So. Yeah. We have to be good forgivers and we have to know how to, this is another thing I pack in build a stronger marriage. What does it look like to, to exhibit generous forgiveness toward one another? When's the right time to bring it up? When's the wrong time to bring it up? And how do you go about it when you, when you need to bring it up? Yeah. 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 Timing is important. That's for it sure. It is. Yeah. You know, on, on both sides, <laughs> you know, don't approach a difficult topic when they're tired um, <laughs> Exactly. You know, or when I'm tired, I should say. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.